show. Let's have some fun. And this is going to be one of those nights where, well, I shine, Chris. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, we have the great Liz Wheeler coming up an hour and a half from now. Everyone knows Liz Wheeler. She'll talk a lot about COVID stuff. I'm going to get to a ton of emails and phone calls tonight. We're going to talk about Biden and the pandemic of the vaccinated. Talk about border stuff. We're going to be all over the map. But let me explain why it's going to be a good, good night. Because the news sucks. And I don't mean I don't mean there's bad news. That's not what I mean at all. I mean, we are in the middle of, well, exactly what I predicted on Monday. I mean, here, here was Jen Psaki from today, and allow me to present you with a little soundbite that is every single news story, every single headline, every single audio cut. It's all just a different version of this. The president is going to speak to the truth of what happened, not the lies that some have spread since, and the peril opposed to the rule of law and our system of democratic governance. He will also speak to the work we still need to do to secure and strengthen our democracy and our institutions to reject the hatred and lies we saw on January 6th and to unite our country. President Biden has been clear-eyed about the threat the former president represents to our democracy and how, how the former president constantly works to undermine basic American values and rule of law. And President Biden has, of course, spoken repeatedly about how the former president abused his office, undermined the Constitution, and ignored his... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we, we, got, we got the word salad. We got the word salad. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to get to what uh, Governor Hochul, Kathy Hochul, said here in just a second. Just, just bear with me for a moment. This is actually a beneficial, this is going to be a good day, and this is why. One, we don't have to talk about the major news. We could just tell stories and just screw off all night long, and you know screwing off is my particular specialty, Chris. <laughs> but two, in all seriousness, this is beneficial for you, and it's beneficial for me. It's beneficial to see now how much they control what is talked about and what is not talked about. Do you realize how many gigantic issues are going on in the world as we speak? Always. There's always something huge happening, not just in our own country. And there's tons of stuff going on here. But worldwide, there is gigantic news going on as we speak around the world. And yet, I want you to, you know, pick five websites. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to give them to you. Pick any five websites. First thing comes to your mind, whatever, CNN, NBC, whatever the case may be. Go look at your news sites and look at what you see there. Let me spoil it for you so you don't have to waste your time. January 6th, January 6th, it's January 6th. It's an anniversary of January 6th. January 6th, the trauma. We commemorate January 6th. January, the coup. At Jan- all this amazing news, all this good news, bad news, all kinds of news going on around the world, and yet... Everything is about January 6th all of a sudden. Like that, the system decided, whoa, 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 stop talking about this, stop talking about that, stop talking about this, focus on what I want you to focus on, peasant. Everything is about January 6th. That's what you're seeing right now, and now that you're paying attention to it, now you'll see it everywhere. And I have something else, and this is probably going to hurt. What's your favorite pundit talking about, too? Is he talking about the things the communists want him to talk about? 
Uh, January 6th was fine, or January 6th was bad, or January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. All these other things are going on right now. Why are we once again allowing them to set and control the narrative? You know, they don't have to decide what we talk about every day. You know, you're a thinking person. I'm a thinking person. Other people, politicians, pundits on our side, they're thinking people. Surely we can do more than here's a headline. Let me react to it. Here's a headline. Let me react to it. Here's a headline. Let me yell about it. Surely we can come up with our own things to talk about, right? You know what I want to talk about? Let me tell you what I'm going to talk about tonight. I mean, I'm going to talk about a lot. I'm going to talk about this. I found this to be really, really fascinating. The change of direction being set. This is New York's governor, Kathy Hochul. We're looking at the hospitalizations of people testing positive in a hospital. Is that person in the hospital because of COVID? Or did they show up there and are routinely tested and showing positive? And they may have been asymptomatic or even just had the sniffles. Someone is in a car accident. They go to the emergency room. They test positive for COVID while they're there. Now, someone's conditions can worsen while they're in the hospital. I'm not saying that won't happen, but we don't have clear data right now that's anecdotal. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to be asking all hospitals to break out for us. How many people are being hospitalized because of COVID symptoms? How many people are happen to be testing positive just while they're in there for other treatments? So that's, I think that's important. I think. I just- wow. Chris, I don't know. Maybe, look, hey, maybe, honestly, you know, I've just been on vacation. My brain's a little foggy. Maybe my watch is off. I might have dropped it in the pool. Someone clarified something for me. My watch, it has, it, it tells the date, too. I, look, I don't want to brag about all the fancy stuff I has, but my watch tells the date. And my watch says it's November 5th, 20, or January 5th, I'm sorry, 2022. January 5th, 2022. Huh. So we are two years into the pandemic, and we're just now telling hospitals to separate hospitalized with COVID or hospitalized from COVID or testing people for COVID. That's so odd because I would have thought, I mean, call me crazy. I don't want to be a nutball conspiracy theorist. I would have thought that would be something we would want to establish I mean, my goodness, immediately, right? We had this huge federal response. We had this huge medical response. All these doctors and hospitals and nurses and, man, mobilize the pharmaceutical companies. We got a DEFCON 5. And nobody, nobody thought to differentiate between with COVID and from COVID. And I look, I know I'm preaching to the choir I know you've experienced this in your life because everyone has by this point in time. Someone you know, maybe you, but someone you know has been hospitalized for something in the last two years. And what happened to them every 30 seconds when they were hospitalized? COVID test, COVID test, COVID test until they pop positive. Oh, we're good. Got a COVID case here. Do you think that's an accident? Oh, I know. It's happened to people, several people in my life. I actually did a little test on this today. It's fascinating how we've talked about this before, how the lies build onto the lies and build onto the lies. And the communist does this on purpose, right? They'll do this on purpose. Uh, uh, Chris, the studio's on fire. Get out now. 
and then we'll run out in the middle of the street and Chris, ah, uh, you know, my car's almost out of gas. Let's take your car. Okay, so we're in Chris's car. Chris, uh, swing by this bank real quick. I got to go make a withdrawal. Soon I'm in there robbing the bank. We never had time for Chris to actually sit and say, wait a minute, is the studio really on fire? I mean, here we are. We're out here in my car. I'm going to get busted. What if the studio wasn't on fire at all? Very early on, once this virus hit our shores, very early on, sensible people, probably you, stepped up and said, okay, hold on. We got a lot of people dying Are they dying from COVID or are they dying with COVID? Because I've got this 95-year-old person who has pneumonia and lung cancer and nine other diseases, and they just said they died from coronavirus. That's not accurate. It's funny how we're just now unpacking that lie. Boy, that's weird, isn't it? And I'll tell you what, I put a little experiment out there earlier on social media on my Twitter page. The show has a Twitter page, at Jesse Kelly Show. I have a personal one. I'm pretty amazing. I don't want to brag about it. But I put something out there earlier, and I said, look, over 70,000 Americans have died from coronavirus. You can't imagine how many people on our side came and said, "Uh, Jesse, hey, just a heads up. I think you missed a zero, man. Hey, Jesse, I might want to delete this. There was a typo. You said 70,000. Do you know that's the accurate number, right? 800,000 people have died with coronavirus. Yes, with coronavirus, not from coronavirus. You see, they tell you one gigantic lie, and before you even have a chance to unpack that lie, wait, is the studio really on fire? All of a sudden, you're being dragged into a bank in your car robbing the place because the lies build on top of the lies. They build on top of the lies and build on top of the lies, and soon you're several floors up from the basement lie, and that ship has sailed. Do you know why they did it? Why did we hear this from Hochul today? I'll tell you exactly why they did it here in just a second. But first, let's talk about something really cool. Your kids. Your kids and their education level. I know your kids probably aren't getting the schooling you want. I know undoubtedly your kids do things in their spare time you don't enjoy. What if you gave them something you would enjoy that would benefit them and would make your kids smarter and able to use their minds better? It exists out there. It's called Annie's Genius Box. They send this to you once a month. And every single month, it provides activities for your kid to use their minds, STEM things, things that matter, geology, chemistry, aerodynamics. You want your kid looking at their phone or you want them building robots? That's the kind of stuff they get to do with Annie's Genius Box. And they have a deal for you right now. If you go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio, you save 75% off your first box. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. That's Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I love nights like this. By the way, I got a lot of requests in the email for Julie Kelly's interview from last night. 
my friend Julie Kelly, the author, she wrote a book on January 6th and the abuse of our – we have political prisoners right now in this country and the abuse of them. If you missed Julie Kelly or any of my brilliance from last night, Chris, the whole show can be podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. The podcast, podcast is already up, so go listen to it from last night. It was a good one. It was a good one. If I say so myself, Chris, I really think I was spectacular, honestly. No, but back back to what Hoka was saying, and I'm not even picking on her in particular. This has become a national thing. Chris, once again, play New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, for everyone. Why would she be saying things like this? Why is it all of a sudden going from hospitalized and dying from COVID to with COVID? When we're looking at the hospitalizations of people testing positive in a hospital, is that person in the hospital because of COVID? Or did they show up there and are routinely tested and showing positive, and they may have been asymptomatic or even just had the sniffles. Someone is in a car accident. They go to the emergency room. They test positive for COVID while they're there. Now, someone's conditions can worsen while they're in the hospital. I'm not saying that won't happen, but we don't have clear data right now that's anecdotal. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to be asking all hospitals to break out for us. How many people are being hospitalized because of COVID symptoms? How many people are happen to be testing positive just while they're in there for other treatments? So that's, I think that's important. I think I just want to always be honest with New Yorkers about how bad this is. Okay. Why? Why the shift in narrative? Because this will go well beyond New York. This is nationally. Now, well, uh, hold on. Let's say everybody, everyone in the hospital who tests positive for COVID doesn't need to, to count as a COVID case. Why? Well, I mean, that's the hard thing to unpack, isn't it? That's you and me having to face a brutal truth. And that brutal truth is we are led by extremely evil people who will be more than happy to watch you and your loved ones die if it meant they get power or keep power. What do I mean? Well, they decided to classify everyone early on as a COVID death. And everyone who dies with COVID is a COVID death because they wanted deaths to pile up under Donald Trump and they didn't want him to be president anymore. It's not more complicated than that. It's not more complicated than that at all. Every That's ridiculous, right? Anytime a new disease comes out, you're, of course, going to have to figure out normally in a sane society, okay, what is it? How does it spread? How deadly is it? That's You're going to want to figure these things. These are basics. Everyone knows that. These are basic things. How deadly is it? How does it spread? Who, who does it attack? And look, different diseases attack different people. There are diseases out there that only attack specific skin colors. We're allowed to talk about that too. Who's at risk? Who's not at risk? Okay, we got a disease here in the country. It attacks old people, definitely, definitely old people with uh, pre-existing conditions. And it attacks fat people. We weren't allowed to talk about that early on, right? Instead, you sent little Aiden, Jaden, and Braden off to school with 10 masks on their face to, to learn in some kind of cubicle. We weren't allowed to have that conversation at all. We also weren't allowed to figure out how deadly it was because no one wanted to be honest about dying with COVID versus dying from COVID. 800,000 people have not died from coronavirus. 800,000 people have died with coronavirus. And these are not, this is not some weird theory here. We have hard data now. Do you know what the coronavirus death numbers are? You know what the percentages are? For every age group, this is not allowing for anything. Age, obesity, anything. Do you want to know what the real number is? You ready? 
You ready for what we shut down the country for? You ready for what we caused suicides to go through the roof over? I hate to even bring that up because maybe you had someone in your life, and I know that's hard. You ready for the mental health of blue states, of children that we destroyed? Are you ready for drug abuse, alcohol abuse, spousal abuse, child abuse, businesses lost, restaurants boarded up? You ready for that number? Point one. That's coronavirus, point one. Do you want to know what the number is for the flu? Point one. Same number. We took a disease just as deadly as the flu. Not that people don't die from the flu, they do. And not that people don't die from coronavirus, they most definitely do. But we took a new version of the flu, something as deadly as the flu, not more deadly than the flu, and we destroyed America for it. You mad about those prices you're paying in the grocery store right now? Point one. Maybe we should walk around with point one stamps on our heads. You mad about the price you're paying at the pump? Point one. You mad about those little restaurants with boards over the doors, ones you used to love? Point one. Maybe we should go around and start spray painting point one on all the boards. Never mind. Don't do that. I think that's illegal. Chris, I don't know. Is that, well, it, does, it is illegal. Don't spray paint anything. Okay, don't spray paint. You, you understand what I mean, though. Point one. Same as the flu. And the only reason they're shifting the narrative now from dying from COVID to dying with COVID, total difference there. We need a different classification. There's one reason and one reason only they're doing that because now they're in charge of everything from Joe Biden to the House to the Senate to Kathy Hochul to everyone else on down. And now it doesn't do any good to drive up the COVID death numbers. Now they have a unique interest in driving those numbers down so they can look around and say, look at me, death numbers are down. Woohoo! But in the end, none of that changes the fact that they made a deadly disease political almost immediately and without a second thought to you, your mother, your father, your husband, your wife, without a second thought to anyone in your life, they decided, oh, oh, I can use this for power. Oh, hey, Trump is there. Man, he's got, oh, man, that's Trump. The Trump economy is roaring. What can we do? I'll tell you what. We could lock everyone down and completely screw the economy over. And look. People start dying from coronavirus. No big deal. We'll shut down any alternative treatment. Let's make sure they keep dying. And we'll test everyone who comes in the hospital for COVID a thousand times. The second they pop for COVID, we'll tell everyone they died from COVID and blame it on Trump. It's brilliant, guys. And it sounds terrible when you put it like that, right? Well, how much worse does it make you feel that that's how your politicians feel about you? That's reality. All right. It's story time with Jesse. Next. Come and whisper in my ear. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and we're going to get to story time here in a minute. New York teacher arrested after being accused of injecting a minor with a vaccine. Lauren Russo, 54, arrested on New Year's Eve in Seacliff after police were informed she allegedly injected a 17-year-old boy with a vaccine. 17-year-old boy had visited Russo's home where she administered what was believed to be a COVID vaccine to him 
It's unclear how she came to obtain the vaccine. Uh, let me tell you what's unclear to me. Why is a 17-year-old boy visiting his female teacher's home? You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to tell a story here in a second. But this actually, I didn't mean to go off on this, but I'm about to go off on this. We talked about this a long time ago as a show. And we even opened up the phone lines to talk about it, so I'm not going to do that again. But there is... I. I I don't know that I would call myself uh, uh, an expert in human nature by any stretch of the imagination. Everyone knows I'm an idiot, but I am a student of it. I try to study it. What makes people tick? Why do people do what they do? Why, why does this person say this? You know, why does that person say that? Why are they acting this way? I try to figure things out in that way. And I find it to be the most bizarre thing in the world, this epidemic of female teachers and male students uh, getting together. It's a family show, Chris. It's getting together. I don't understand it. Now, I understand females are difficult to understand anyway, but I don't get it. And you know what it might be, though? This might be this. This might be me making the mistakes so many people get as as times change or as they think times change, I guess I should say. What if... What if it was always this way and people just didn't talk about it? You ever think about that before? I mean, before there was Instagram, before that, look, they weren't texting the 14-year-olds in 1980, in 1960, were they? Because there was no text messaging. What if, what if it's all different? Now, you know what? This is getting Nikki. This is getting Nikki. It's a family show. I just think, I think it is the most bizarre thing in the world. Well, see you, mom. Where are you going, son? You're going to hang out with your friends? Oh, no, no. My math teacher, she wants to do some extra tutoring tonight at her place. Uh, what? I feel like my parents would have had some extra questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, son. Then why are you getting an F? Well, it's, it's, it's a long story. It's, it's, <laughs> all, right. all right, you know what? Forget about all this nonsense. Remember, if you want to hear about January 6th and defending us on January 6th and January 6th that... You come to the wrong show. I'm not doing it today. I'm not doing it tomorrow. We're not going to let the communists decide the narrative here. I'm actually going to let you decide the narrative because I got an email from someone and I sympathize. You see, when I'm gone, whenever I'm not here to do a live show, I understand the first thing you do is you weep and you mourn. And I get that. What, Chris? They're weeping. When When Sombrero Jesse isn't here, they weep. All right. But the second thing you probably do is you're thinking to yourself, okay, who's filling in? And sometimes I have a fill-in host, right? Sometimes that fill-in host does really well. Sometimes, <clears throat> not so much, not so much. And sometimes, if if there is no fill-in host, what if it's last minute? Who knows? Sometimes Chris will have to put together what's called a best of. And I know because you didn't go to community college, you probably already know what that means. They just take a bunch of segments that that that, that they think people extra enjoyed and cobble them together for a three-hour show. Well, that's fine. Helps you, gives you a little replay. But there are some things that slip through the cracks when these things are done. Apparently, Chris, and I'm blaming Chris for this all the way because real leadership means dumping on the people underneath you and not taking responsibility. Chris apparently left everybody out to dry, and it's hilarious. Chris, he uh, he teased the RV story apparently. RV story, and then he didn't play the RV story. 
Now, Chris is pointing at me saying I teased the RV story and didn't tell the RV story. I think we all know because of my lack of focus, there's a chance that's what happened. But again, leadership means dumping on the people below you. Remember that, kids. Um, Long story short, I teased an RV story that you've probably heard before, and then I just dropped somebody right on their face, which that's a funny way to put it because there was a little story out there. You know, let's just, let's just do a brief recap here, okay? In case you're wondering, RVs, who is this guy? I thought he was a talk show host. I am actually not a talk show host. I just fell into this job. I grew up in Ohio. I grew up in Ohio till I was 10, and I come from a construction family, all right? Old man's in construction. His old man was in construction before him. That's, just, that's, that's the Kellys, right? The Rust Belt, all that stuff. When, we were, when I was 10, my folks packed us up. And they moved us out west. My dad always wanted to live out west. We did a bunch of road trips out west. Remember road trips before there were phones or whatnot? We had, we had uh, what were those? ALF cards. There was something called ALF cards. Now, Chris, and ALF cards, see, Chris is so dumb. ALF was this great TV sitcom with this little, fur, okay, you know who ALF was. Well, they had cards, 50 of them, and it was the 50 states, and it had just state information on all the 50 states, the state capital, state bird, all these other things like that. I mean, we actually used to do educational things. Remember the Annie's, Annie's Genius Box thing I just brought up earlier? Again, go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio and do yourself a favor. Kids need that stuff. Well, that's that's the stuff we would do traveling across the country. We would play... Uh, the alphabet game. I remember the alphabet game where you're trying to find a new letter. Oh, who's next? I got to find a B. And then everyone was screwed when it came for Q, unless you found someone from Quebec, you know, that kind of thing. Well, here is the deal. We would travel back and forth a lot, and eventually we settled on Montana. And Montana, if you've never been, is just, it's freaking beautiful. It is so beautiful up in Montana. I know it's too cold for you, Chris. I understand that. But Montana's beautiful. Anyway... Montana, I'm up there, normal kid, relatively normal, too skinny, bad student, got in a little bit of trouble, nothing major, but you know, just standard stuff, joined the Marine Corps from there, I get out of the Marine Corps, I move to Arizona, keep doing construction, run for Congress a couple times, lose a couple times, move back to D.C. for a year to do more political stuff, and then this brings us to our story. I quit my job, as I've told you before, without another job, just didn't want to live in that blue, rude filth anymore. Through the family in a minivan, stopped making fun of me for the minivan, moved across the country. We got clear to Texas, and we had not found work. I had not found any work. I was turning in resumes everywhere I went, just trying to find something so I could pay the bills, get clear to Texas, and nothing. We decided to move to the Dallas area, actually Frisco specifically, the Dallas area, just because we loved the area, walked at a church we loved, decided we're moving here, and boom, we moved to Frisco, Texas. Well, here we are with a family. I got a wife. I got two young kids, and I got no job. And now we're at the point where I can't afford to be picky. I find a job selling RVs, an advertisement for an RV salesman on Craigslist. And, and I didn't even know Craigslist still existed until the last time I told this story. Don't laugh, Chris. Okay, man, got, man does what he has to do. So immediately I call right away. They say, yeah, come on down for an interview. Come on down for an interview. So I put on... A suit and tie, I just want to stress this again, a suit and tie for an interview. Gentlemen, wear a suit and tie for your interview. Oh, but Jesse, it's only at uh, Chick-fil-A, or it's only at uh, Jiffy Lube. Put on a suit and a tie for your interview. 
It's not about dressing for the job you're about to do. It's about proving to the guy who's about to interview you, you're someone who will take the extra step you care enough to get dressed up for the interview. It tells them a lot about you. I got hired because of that suit and tie. I sat in that waiting room with a bunch of guys dressed like dirt balls trying to be RV salesmen, and I walk in with a suit and tie, boom, sold. Well, it turns out I can sell. I can sell RVs. I, I, you're probably not going to be shocked by this. I was brutally honest with people. You know, I would tell people they only make two kinds of RVs, ones that have had problems and ones that will. Like I, would le- I would lay things out like that for people. But people appreciate that. People appreciate it, and I was good at it. And so within a year, and I guess I had some leadership abilities, so within a year, they made me the sales manager. And then not long after that, they offered me my own store, or I could come down to the Houston area where I live now and be the sales manager here. And that's where everything went wrong. And I'll explain that to you in just a second. But what do you take for your health every single day? I mean, we can mock this treatment or that medical treatment all day long, but are you making sure you're getting the healthy stuff in your body you need? You know I don't have the best diet in the world. I need some help. I take two things every day, only two. I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tomcat 100. I take them every single day, and I just got my blood work done, my six-month blood work done, best I've had it in four years. Go to chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, and use the promo code JESSE, and you can get Chalk Daily and Tomcat 100 for 50% off. And I do want to stress this. This is an American company with U.S. manufacturing, and that matters a lot. And more than anything else, the guys at Chalk, they believe what you and I believe. They're on our side. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, you know what? I'll probably take some phone calls tonight. I'll probably take some calls tonight. 877-377-4373. But guess what? We got rules. We got rules on the show. And I'm going to get back to my RV story in just a second, okay? And yes, I have Liz Wheeler coming up in about 40 minutes from now. But I have rules. And these are phone call rules. And let me first just say thank you because you've really gotten outstanding at this. But we still get a person who's confused. Here's some phone rules. This show is not like every other show. You've heard it. Does it sound like every other show? That applies to phone calls as well. Other shows have good people who host the show. I am not a good person. I'm a bad person. And I'm rude. And I know the audience does not want to hear small talk. Look, I get this naturally from my father. When I talk to my dad on the phone, it's the most amazing thing in the world. When my dad's done with the conversation, he'll just hang up. Whenever he's done, and yet it was an adjustment when I got to know the wife, her family's, all right, I love you. I love you too. Okay, I hope to see you soon. All right, I miss you. It's it's nine hours to hang up the phone. My dad is just, beep, just hangs up the phone. This applies to the radio show. When you call, the entire country is listening. It's something like over 200 stations or something like that. It's absurd. Not a single person listening wants to hear, Hi, Jesse, I love you. I love the show. First time, long caller. Hey, Jesse, how are you tonight? That's what your grandma wants to hear. 
Nobody wants to hear that on the other end. So when I say uh, Bob in Zimbabwe, you go, go. You just get right to your point, all right? And I need to stress this. You're probably going to get hung up on. Very rarely does someone get all the way through the call without hanging up on it. And I want you to get it. You don't have to check your cell coverage. Believe me when I tell you, it's not that pure talk phone that I hope you've already gotten. It's me. I actually have control of it. And I'm just going to hang up on you when I'm done with it at this point in time. Get right to the point. Right to the point. We had a couple people who struggled with that last night. You heard the line go dead. That was me hanging up on it. All right, so those are the phone rules. And I have one more phone rule tonight and tomorrow. No January 6th talk. We're not going to let the communists control the narrative, are we? They're not going to decide what we talk about. There's a bunch of other stuff, fun stuff, heavy stuff we could be talking about. We're not going to talk about the thing the communist demands we talk about. Not now, not ever. All right, we good? You savvy? Let's continue on with the story. I start selling RVs. I get promoted to sales manager. They move me down to some mega store they open up here in the Houston area. So I moved the family from Dallas to the Houston area. Now, this was pretty close to the time where I, it's not that I was doing bad. I was, I was, I was good, but I wasn't doing the same numbers down here that I was up there. And here's the thing about life. It's always tough to, to admit this. It's my fault. Now, I could tell you all day long that I felt like the clients were different here or the area was different, but the truth is I have a tendency to lose patience with people, and I have a tendency to be really, really direct, as I just laid out for you in the phone calls. I don't like dancing around things, all right? And I, and I in turn, I treat everyone else this way too. I think it. I do it out of respect. I do it out of politeness. If I go on a car lot, and I'm not going to buy, I will tell the guy immediately, hey, do not waste your time on me. I understand you make your living by finding people who can buy. I'm popping my head in a couple windows here, and then I'm gone. Vice versa, if I walk on and I'm buying, I tell him, hey, I'm buying today. Take care of me. And sometimes you'll even get idiots today who will manage to screw that up. So I'm very, very direct. So I'm sure I lost patience with people, and that hurt. But I started to just lose patience with the job. Now, here's the thing about sales, and believe me, you're probably in some form of sales, even if you think you're not. People can tell when you're getting annoyed with them. When you start to lose patience with people, you start to skip crucial steps. You start to skip crucial steps. The sales numbers don't become what they were. That's a long way of me saying I had a month or two where it just was not, I was not making the good numbers I was usually making. And one month was particularly bad. I couldn't sell a thing. And then when you can't sell a thing, you lose confidence. It's like when you're slumping with women. Once you got one, you're cleaning up because you're Mr. Confident, right? Once you haven't had one in a while, gosh, you can't talk your way out of a wet paper bag. You're just a disaster. Sales is the same way. You start pressing and pressing and pressing. It's towards the end of the month. And I've got nothing. I think I had one or two sales on the board. Maybe I'm just dead. I'm dead in the water. And sitting there one day, and we had what was called a fresh up. An up. A customer is an up in the sales field. And a fresh up is a customer you don't have an appointment for or anything like that. It's just a fresh up. It's just a brand-new customer drove on the lot. We did that thing where you take turns. Oh, you got the last fresh up. I'll take the next fresh up. That thing where it cycled through everybody. My turn to take a fresh up. I'm frustrated. And remember this. I have to sell to pay my bills. I have a wife, I have two kids, 
Just like you, I got car payments, house payments, medical payments, kids got school clothes, I mean, the cable bill, every, everything you got, I got. I don't have a big pile of money sitting there. I have to sell. That salesman, the car salesman, clothes salesman, RV salesman you deal with, he's not there for funsies, remember. He's there to make money. He only makes money if he sells. I had to sell. These people come on the lot. Husband and wife couple. They pull on the lot. See them park. They crack their back windows. Don't worry. This is going to come into a, this is going to come into play here real quick. They crack their back windows, and we see a couple little dog faces sticking out the back. And I mean little dogs, little dog faces. You know, just those wee little rat-looking things. No big deal. That's it's a dog-friendly lot. We frankly let people walk their dogs on the lot, and frankly, rude people will take their dogs through the RVs they don't even own every now and then. I know, Chris. I know it stings me to no end. To this day, that's part of the thing that drove me crazy. People, oh, I love Muffles. He's like our baby. Yeah, but he's still a freaking dog, and you just walked him through a hundred thousand dollar RV you don't own. Are you that rude? But we're setting that aside. These people were awesome. Cracked the window. Little little, little Huffy and Muffy, or whatever their names were. They're back there getting plenty of fresh air. And this couple walks through the door. I walk up to them as Jesse Kelly's sales manager, introduce myself, and almost immediately, and I mean almost immediately, I think I have something here. And just to make sure everyone understands something, a good salesman, car, RV, whatever the case may be, he's not looking at the car you drive up in to figure out if you're going to be a good customer or not. He's actually not looking at your clothes or anything like that. In fact, I got to the point when I could tell pretty close a customer's credit score after 30 seconds of talking to them. How could I do that? Was it magic? It most definitely was not magic. I will tell you how I did that, and I'll tell you the rest of my story in just a moment. But first, did you buy a timeshare? Are you stuck in a timeshare? This apparently is something that is just plaguing the timeshare industry, and it grades me to no end because I hate scam artists. Hate them. I am so happy I found Lone Star Transfer. Owners are upset because yearly dues, they've nearly doubled, and these timeshare companies won't let you out of it. No matter what you do, to, oh, just a few more thousand, maybe next year. Hey, good luck. Lone Star Transfer has helped over 14,000 owners legally and permanently get out of their never-ending timeshare fees. They do this, they guarantee a release of all liability to your timeshare, and they do it in writing in a specific time frame. Jesse Kelly show. And of course we have Liz Wheeler coming up about 30 minutes from now. I'm going to end up taking some phone calls later on this hour. Not quite yet. I mean, you can call and wait. 877-377-4373. Michael just asked me right before we came back from break if I like tennis. And I said, no, because I'm an American. <laughs> tennis. You know, full disclosure though, maybe I'll get into it. I think I could be good at tennis, Chris. No, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm 6'8". I bet you I could serve, right? And my wingspan, we used to play, uh, when I was a kid, we played racquetball, which is basically what sadists play. I don't know if you know what racquetball is. You're in a big box. And, I mean, you're in a cube, you're in a ceiling and everything else. And you have a racket, and you have this rubber ball. And 
It's not that soft, okay? You're on an eighth of a basketball court, I would guess, something like that, and you're in a complete cube box thing, and you're bouncing the ball. you got to fire it off the, the walls. I forget all the rules in it, but you get hit with the ball a lot. You have to wear goggles to make sure you don't lose an eye. You get hit with the ball a lot, and it hurts, man. What, Chris? I don't remember what the objective was, Chris. The objective was to win, okay? And I did a lot of it, all right? <laughs> all right, Chris, before we continue on with my story, do me a favor and just play this lovely, lovely gentleman who was on CNN and tell me coronavirus hasn't just turned people into monsters in this country. By and large, if you're vaccinated and boosted, even if you get infected, you're going to be fine here. It's the unvaccinated who are going to be hurt. So why should anyone who is boosted bother to do anything that makes the unvaccinated more safe? Well, look, I want us to act as a community. I want us to act as a team. When you're fighting a war, you need all hands on deck. I don't want to reject those who still haven't done the right thing. I'll condemn them. I'll shame them. I'll blame them. But I don't want to exclude them. They've got to come around. We can't win this war. We're going to be talking about COVID this time next year if we don't get more people to do the right thing. So we can't write them off. We can penalize them more. We can say, you're going to pay more on your hospital bill if you weren't vaccinated. You can't get life insurance or disability insurance at affordable rates if you aren't vaccinated. Those companies should not treat us as equals. I think think we got the idea, Chris. Do you hear how these people talk? The moral superiority with how they talk down to us. It is... is, uh... It's not healthy. If you find yourself speaking like this, just know you're not doing great. You're really, really not doing great. All right, back to my RV story. In case you missed it, I'm telling a long story about, well, a disaster. I was selling RVs, having a bad month. Couple walks in. I walk up to the door. I greet them, and I know right away they're a good customer. And people want to know how I can know these things. How could you tell they have good credit? How could you tell? has nothing to do with the car you drive or the clothes you wear. You get somebody who walks in, shakes your hand, looks you in the eye, and says anything to the effect of this. Hey, I don't want to waste your time. Or says something of, I was looking for something 20 to 30 feet somewhere in this price range. So they've done some kind of looking before they go. You have what's called a buyer on your hands. And someone who can buy. Anyone who looks at you, the salesman, as more than just an annoying piece of meat and says something like, hey, I don't want to waste your time, that tells you how that person views themselves versus the world. That's not a person who thinks the world revolves around them. Therefore, that's the type of person who probably has paid his bills, unless disaster strikes. I realize disaster strikes. That's a person who can buy and probably will. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, let's do it. And because they were polite, I decided I was going to take a long time with them and help them out. As you probably can imagine, I didn't do very well with rude people. It happened more than once where I actually ran someone off the lot. I told them to get in their car and leave. Uh, You're not necessarily supposed to do that as a salesman, but I would. I'd tell them, no, pack up your stuff and get out. Get out. I, I would do it. It's okay, Chris. It's fine. It's fine. Um... These people were not those people. They were wonderful. And we start looking through, and they start, they happen to want the biggest, nicest RVs we have. 
So that's going to mean a bigger paycheck for me if I can find them when they want. It's a great thing. And I take hours with these people. I think it was four hours, if I remember right. It was hours with them. But it wasn't a hardship. They were wonderful to work with, knew what they were looking for, bouncing back and forth from this one to that one and getting things nailed down, trying to find them something they want. You want them to be happy. Believe me, as a salesman, you don't want your phone blowing up afterwards. You want them to be happy. I wanted them to be happy. Oh, I'm just laughing, thinking about how this thing ends. So we find them the one. And if you've done it for any length of time, you know, okay, this is the one for them. You can tell her eyes are lit up. He's thrilled. He's already moving in. Oh, I can put my gun case right here. When you when they're moving in, it's over, right? It's over. I, I'm taking my time. I was never one of those, hurry, you got to do it now, guys. I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to do that. I let them go and then finally I'm all, okay, you guys ready? Let's go inside. Let's figure out what all the numbers look like. We go down the stairs and this is a time we need to pause real quick. Remember the dogs? These people have the little dogs that are back in their car. Let's talk about the stairs real quick on an RV. If you get to a big fifth wheel RV, it's just one of the big ones that, that, that you see towed behind vehicles. Sometimes the stairs can be a little high off the ground. You'll notice some older folks, sometimes they'll have to have an extra stair or a stool added below the stairs because their leg doesn't even reach up that high. Your hips just don't work as well when you get up there. You know, no big deal. This RV had high stairs, really high stairs, and it happened to be parked on a bit of an angle, which made the high stairs even higher. I would guess from the top of the stairs, not the bottom, but from the top of the stairs, Five feet down to the concrete below, I would guess. That's probably really, really close. Just I'm doing this off of memory. Just put that in your back pocket, okay? That's going to apply here in just a moment. They get out of the RV just fine. Don't worry. None of them were hurt. And we hop on the golf cart. We drove around this huge RV lot on golf carts. We drive on the golf cart, drive back, sit down, work up a price. It's a great deal. They end up getting a great deal on the thing. They're excited. Boom. I check their credit, of course, because you have to get a loan to get an RV. Most of the time, you're not paying cash for it unless you deal drugs. No, I'm kidding. Unless you deal drugs, they're approved. They get a great rate, great price. Everyone's happy. And buying an RV, it's like buying a house anymore. It's like 50 pieces of paper you have to sign. This is crazy, all the, all the papers you have to sign. It's like going to the doctor's office. Oh, here, fill out this encyclopedia and then get back to me. You know what I'm talking about. I print out all the paperwork. And remember, this is done. They've picked the RV. They're happy with the price, happy with the rate. This is done. It's done. And I'm finally, and the sale is so big, it's going to make my whole month. That terrible month I was having, this one sale, boom, saves the whole thing. I bring in all the paperwork, set it down in front of him. And she brings up to him, what about the dogs? And he looks at her. The dogs are fine, by the way. The dogs are in an air-conditioned car, vented. It's all good. He looks at her like she's crazy and says, well, what about the dogs? They have these two little mini dogs. She said, well, how do we know the dogs like it? And he gives her that kind of rolled eyes look like, you can't be serious. Honey, really? The dogs? They're dogs. They're fine. Wow. So this is the point. Remember when I told you don't talk yourself out of a sale? This is the point when I opened up my fat mouth. And I shouldn't have. And I'm really good about that normally of not speaking when I shouldn't be speaking. I say to him, because she's been wonderful. I'm like, hey, let's make sure it works for the dogs. So come on. We, it's no harm. You're about to sign the paperwork. The papers will be here in a minute. Let's just cruise back out there real quick. We'll throw the dogs in there. You're about to sign for it anyway. 
You know, of course, one of the dogs is going to say, no, I don't like it. And they're not going to, the dogs don't speak English. The dog's going to be happy. I'm excited about this. It's all coming together. She, it should be noted, at this point is looking at me like I walk on water. Like I'm the second coming of Jesus. Don't try to kill me, Chris. You know what I'm talking about? She looks at me like I walk on water. Thank you for being nice to the dogs. And I, I kind of give him one of those side looks, and he looks at me. He's like, I get it. It's fine. Okay, let's go take a ride. Well, they decide they want to take their vehicle because the dogs are in their vehicle. No problem. No problem at all. I hop in my golf cart, and I start cruising back out towards the RV. They hop in their car and drive it out to the RV. They get there. They get out. These are these two little rat dogs. And remember those really high stairs I told you about in just a second? Just a second ago. Remember that? You do remember that, right? Well, the dogs can't even come close to getting up to the top of the bottom step. It's these two little rat dogs. So he picks both of the dogs up, and he sets them clear up into the RV. One dog in the RV, next dog in the RV. No problem. She gets up into the RV with the dogs. This still is going so well. The dogs are clearly excited. Now, obviously, they're just just excited because she's in there and it's a new environment. But these little rat dogs are jumping all over the couch and... She sits down on the couch, and they're struggling with her, and life is good, right? It's all good. woo And finally, he's had about as much as he can take. He's been on the RV lot for hours. He said, honey, okay, let's go. We're out of here. It's time to go. And this is the exact point. This may have been the lowest moment of my life. I will explain in just a moment, but first. Fellas, how's your testosterone level? Don't. You don't have to tell me. Don't write me and tell me. But you have to know this. One, if it's getting lower as you get older, that's natural. Okay, that's, that's the natural state of man. But when testosterone levels are already at an all-time low and it continues to dip as you get older, now we're hurting our country. We need a country led by strong men. And the guys at Chalk, the patriots at Chalk know that. I love these guys. They think just like you and I think they know we need a country of strong men. I take two things every day. These are natural herbal supplements. I need to stress that. Not medicine, not stuff you're injecting in yourself. I take Chalk Daily, and I take Chalk's Tongcat 100. My blood work has never looked better. And right now, they're 50% off for my listeners. Go to choq.com, use the promo code JESSE, and you get 50% off. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Got Liz Wheeler coming up in 10 minutes from now. And yes, I'll take your phone calls after Liz Wheeler. 877-377-4373. Before I finish my little story, allow me to do a couple things real quick here. One. If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Go download the whole thing there. Two, email me. Ask Dr. Jesse Friday is coming. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, we need them emailed to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right? We savvy? All right. The guy leans into the RV and tells the wife, it's time to go. Let's go sign the paperwork. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I want to go home. She says, okay. 
The two dogs are still in the RV, the RV that's really high off the ground. She leaves. She goes down the stairs. He reaches up, grabs one of the dogs because these dogs can't navigate the stairs, picks up this little rat dog, and sets it down on the concrete five feet below. As he's turning towards the other dog, this particular dog makes a fateful decision that probably still plagues this little animal to this day. One, the dog decided, I'm being abandoned. My buddy dog left, the old lady left. I have to get out of the RV. That was mistake number one. Mistake number two was this. The dog didn't look at the stairs and say, I should try to navigate the stairs that are there. The dog decided to look for open country. It looked down at the stairs and then it looked to the left where there aren't any stairs. In fact, there was nothing for five feet until it got to flat concrete. And as the guy turns around to grab the dog, the dog decides to, well, you've seen it at the Olympics, the high dive. The dog decides to leap, this tiny little rat dog. Now, I'm watching all this happen, but before you make me into a monster, remember, I was not a pushy guy. I was standing 10 feet away, quietly just letting them look. I don't do the pushy thing. I was not in any position to pull a Jerry Rice and lay out and catch the dog, so don't yell at me, dog lovers. The dog dives off the end of the stairs, and it sounded like, oh, gosh, let me see. It, it, sounded, it sounded like you just, you remember your old school books, the big school books? You would take one and drop it onto your desk. That's what it sounded like. Boom! The dog hits face first, into the concrete, knocked out cold. Not only is the dog knocked out cold, and by, spoiler alert, don't turn off the radio and be horrified. The dog turned out to be fine, but not only is the dog knocked out cold, the dog's doing the twitching knocked out cold thing where you're like, oh my goodness, stay away from the light, Muffy. She, as you can imagine, turns and screams, horrified at what happened to little Muffles or whatever his name was. And then... As sometimes women do, she then aims her sights on him and says, what did you do? He, of course, takes, you know, he takes offense to that and starts yelling back at her. Now they're arguing with each other as he reaches down and pulls up this piece of roadkill off of the RV lot and begins carrying it to the car. I'm sitting there and I can't even speak because what can you say? The dog's knocked out. I think it's dead. They're screaming at each other. I'm watching my entire month of sales go away. They get in the car. Uh, as far as I remember, there's not even a goodbye. Boom. They take off. I never hear from them again. I did do a follow-up call later on that night and the next day. He called back when I was gone or something like that and left a message saying the dog turned out to be just fine. It was just unconscious and then came, it, it turned out to regain consciousness, little concussed, but the dog was fine. But there, that's the RV story you didn't get to hear me finish last time we had to do a little best of. You good? All right. Back to what we were talking about. Manhattan DA to stop seeking prison sentences in a slew of criminal cases. In his first memo to staff on Monday, 
Alvin Bragg, that's his name, in his office, quote, will not seek carceral, not seek a carceral sentence. Who speaks like that, by the way? Except with homicides and a handful of other cases, including domestic violence, felonies, some sex crimes, and public corruption. Corruption. Quote, this rule may be accepted only in extraordinary circumstances based on a holistic, I love that word, analysis of the facts, criminal history, victims' input, so on and so forth, and any other information available. What do you need to take from that? What do you care? Remember that talk we had last night about how it's not that the blue areas are in a bad state. It's that they're in a bad state and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's not where they are. It's the direction they're headed. New York City, I don't know if you're familiar with it. New York City has been turned into a dump. New York City is a wonderful place and it's been turned into a dump. They're telling you right now they're going to make it worse. And I need everyone to understand this because people get confused. They're not confused as to what the results of this are going to be. Alvin Bragg doesn't go to sleep tonight in his silk sheets and says to himself, Oh, I hope all those, I hope all those violent criminals I set free, I hope they start new, better lives. I bet they will, honey. Give me a glass of warm milk. I bet, I bet they'll start better lives. Alvin Bragg goes to sleep tonight, and he knows beyond the shadow of a doubt the violent, vile career criminals he's going to set loose. He knows they're going to go out and murder people. He knows they're going to go out and violently assault women. He knows they're going to go out and hurt children. They're going to rob. They're going to loot. They're going to basically be a complete cancer on society. Alvin Alvin Bragg knows this to be true. And it's not that Alvin Bragg doesn't care. That's what he wants. The communist has always, in his revolutionary phase, turned violent criminals loose so they will commit more acts of violence. People are dying in this country because of men like Alvin Bragg. We're going to talk to Liz Wheeler about that and much more next. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show and joining me now host of the Liz Wheeler show. You may have guessed it. Liz Wheeler. Liz, are you a pina colada person on vacation or not? I admitted last night I had one in Florida. The audience has been vicious ever since I've made this admission. What's the Liz Wheeler pina colada policy? Um, I think pina coladas are okay for men to drink as long as the men have a beard. See, thank you. Thank you. Beard qualified. Thank you, Liz. All right, Liz, right before we went to break here, we were talking about New York's district attorney. New York's new DA, Bragg, has announced, hey, criminals, uh, we're not even going to incarcerate them. Unless you've basically murdered somebody or viciously assaulted a woman, we're not going to incarcerate them. Now, this is not news. But it spells trouble for America's cities because they're not changing direction. I think people on the right think things are about to change in the cities, and they're not. 
No, they're not. And it, I, I don't know if you read the entire memo from this DA's mm-hmm. office, but I mean, this guy's a psycho, obviously. He's basically a criminal. He's, he's a conspirator with these criminals. He actually said, even if you commit armed robbery, if there was no real and legitimate threat to someone's health or to someone's life and their safety, you know, because you were carrying a firearm that you won't be incarcerated, you actually can't make this stuff up. Because if you did make it up, None of us would believe it. We think this was coming from the Babylon Bee. There, there's a reason that conservatives have said for years that elections aren't the important elections aren't just presidential elections. That down ballot races really matter. And I say on my show all the time that we conservatives need to start believing the left when they tell us what their strategy is, when they tell us what their goal is, because this progressive prosecutors project that came from George Soros. We've actually known about this for several years, and we haven't really done anything, certainly not enough, to counter it, and now we're reaping the repercussions. We are, and, and Liz, I think it divides the country. I, actually, I forget, I think, I think we have evidence of this now. We have the, the numbers of people, where they're moving from, where they're moving to. People are fleeing, especially people like you, people like me. They're fleeing these areas. They're going to red spots. And while I'm, I'm happy with where I live, I like that I live around all other red Americans, it's also not healthy for the country to have dark, dark blue places and dark, dark red places and to be at each other's throats all the time. No, that's true. I mean, I I did leave California. I had lived there for almost the past decade. I love California. I say this on my show frequently. I love California. I love it in, not because it's liberal. I love it in spite of what liberals have done to it. It breaks my heart to see what the liberals in the state capital are doing to it. There are they are forcing people, business owners and conservatives and people who are not political but care about their safety to flee the state. We didn't leave because of the liberal reasons. We just happened to leave on the same day that everybody else left. Um, but actually, Dave Rubin is in the process right now of trying to convince us to move to Florida. And I got to say, I mean, it, it really is tempting when you're in a blue state, when you're when the state government is taxing you out of house and home, when, you know, my husband, just he's a medical provider. He just lost his job because of the vaccine mandates. I mean, it, it really is tempting to go to one of the other laboratories of democracy that actually respect your right and your freedom. It is tempting. And look, we talked about it. We talk about it all the time on the show. Shoot, we just talked about it last night. On the uh, on the horn now is Liz Wheeler of the Liz Wheeler Show. Liz, I have decided I'm not talking about January 6th this week, except to briefly mock them for that's all they're talking about. I think we on the right make this mistake all the time. We follow along with the narrative they set. There's a million horrible things for the left right now. They want everyone talking about January 6th, defending January 6th, condemning January 6th. As long as people talk about January 6th, then we're not talking about issues they don't want us talking about. We fall for this all the time. Why? Well, it is true that we fall for this, but one of the things we have to do before we ignore them is we have to expose their strategy. So that's what I've been doing this week. I, I've been I've been saying we should be asking the question, why? Why are they talking so much about January 6th? And why do they keep propagating this narrative that January 6th is an ongoing threat to democracy? I think there was a New York Times piece that basically said that every day is January 6th now, which is so patently ridiculous. It's hard to believe that it was published, but, you know, hey, it is the New York Times. But the, the answer to that question of why are they pretending this is an ongoing threat to democracy is a really interesting thought experiment, because if you look at the why, the why is they need to create a crisis that is an existential crisis, or so they tell us, so that they can claim to be the saviors. And their, their solution, their fix, 
is to save our democracy is ramming through this election takeover, this federal takeover of elections, their voting reform bill. And they know, by the way, that to do this, it requires them to abolish the filibuster because they're never going to get GOP support for that monstrosity of a bill. The majority of the American people, 60 percent of the American people do not want the filibuster to be abolished. They want Biden to make his policies less radical. And so they have to create this crisis so that they can bring a solution, be the saviors, and convince people that it's justified to abolish the filibuster to pass through, to ram through a partisan pre-existing agenda that would essentially cement them in power at the federal level from for the foreseeable future. So I think it's really important, actually, to break down their strategy so that people understand that they're liars and sneaks and actually are a danger to our republic. Do you like going on road trips? I don't understand people who like going on road trips at all. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the appeal. People can't drive. There's all these women in the left lane. It's it's not an enjoyable seven, eight hours. I'd rather fly all day long. Shoot, I'd rather walk than go on road trips. Oh, yeah. I'm the worst person on earth to road trip with. I have to go to the bathroom every hour. I get hungry all the time. And I don't have the attention span to just sit still. So my husband learned a long time ago that if it, that two hours, I mean, we lived in San Diego for years. San Diego to LA is about the longest that you want to take me in the car. And even then you're going to have to stop and get me a snack. Liz, can the federal government be saved? I, 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 I waver back and forth on this. Like, like when people talk about heavy D in Florida, I want him to run for president and all these things. And I get that, you know, I'm a fan. I, I, I like the things he's doing. I'm not sure I want him to run for president. If I don't think the federal government can be saved, I want him to keep making Florida better. Yeah, I think the federal government can be saved. And I, I, How? I, this, I guess a moment of seriousness. I do think it can be saved because if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing what I do for a living. If this is a hopeless cause, why would I enter into the fray? I mean, it's fun, sure, but I wouldn't do it if I thought it was lost. How can it be saved? I mean, it can be saved by abolishing the administrative state. It can be saved by making sure that our elections are elections of integrity, that everyone's vote is protected so that the radical left doesn't have their opportunity to ram through, you know, Medicare for all and all of their socialism, their Green New Deal and their wealth tax and their wokeness and their critical race theory and their Marxism. You know, and, and part of that, I'd like to think part of the saving of that is educating people so that they know the threat that's being posed, that it's not just free stuff. It's not just equality. It's not just tolerance, that this stuff is Marxism, it's detrimental to our way of life, let alone our nation, our freedoms as individuals, not just as Americans. And in order to scale back the power of the federal government, people have to understand that so that when we elect when we elect politicians and send them to represent us in the federal government, they actually are willing to legislate or organize if they're in the executive branch less power for themselves. What are you having for dinner tonight? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. I was hoping you would ask this. I made a Buddha bowl, yes, a Buddha bowl with homemade garlic, lime, cilantro, rice, and jackfruit. Jackfruit is an alternative, a vegan alternative to chicken. Oh. And I put sweet potato and hummus, jalapeno hummus on it. Oh my gosh, was it good? That legitimately sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Liz Wheeler of the Liz Wheeler Show. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Jesse. Ugh. I feel it. Look, Chris, the Buddha bowl made me ill. Obviously, Liz is terrific, but what am I supposed to do? Cilantro lime. Death to cilantro. You know what? I've had enough of this cilantro trash on everything. It just assaults your tongue. It's horrible. All right. We'll take some calls. 877-377-4373. Don't forget, by the way, my TV show's on tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on the first TV. Now. 
we were talking a little bit earlier about calls and cell phones and money and money where your morals are. Who are you sending your cell phone money to every single month? I know you have one. You probably have a family plan. I certainly do. Got all four lines now. I was sending mine to Verizon for a long time. Then I switched to AT&T. Then I switched to T-Mobile. So I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm as guilty as anyone else of sending my money to companies who hate me. You don't have to do that. Pure Talk, they're on the same network as one of those big guys, so you don't sacrifice coverage. The average family saves over $800 a year, and they actually love the United States of America, and they like the values that you have. They don't spend their money, your money, violating those values. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Start putting your money where your morals are. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'll get to your I'll get to your calls here in just a second. I did think I did think this was interesting. The Georgia Secretary of State. Man, he came out, and I realize this is flying under the radar. I hate to distract everyone by the insurrection anniversary we're having here, but Georgia's Secretary of State had something really interesting to say. Under Georgia law, it is illegal for any third party to pick up and drop off ballots for voters, which is known as ballot harvesting. So whether these are legitimate ballots is not the question, because regardless, you can't do it. And I've looked at some of these reports here. You received is credible information that at least 242 people made some 5,662 ballot drop-offs during the Georgia Senate runoff elections. Now, many of those drops I read took place in the middle of the night. So talk us through this. What evidence do you have? Well, and ballot harvesting when I took office in 2019. And now credible evidence was given to us that uh, people were harvesting ballots. Ballot drop boxes were previously allowed under Georgia law, and we put some guardrails on that. One of that was having 24-7 surveillance during the pandemic. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be aware of this. So information was provided to us, and they said there's a, a, a witness, a John Doe, and so we're looking at subpoenaing that person to get the information exactly what did he do what didn't he do? Who retained him? And get the whole information. So we have some information, and you know we've done a deep dive on the investigation, and we'll be digging into that. We'll make sure that we can root out, you know, absentee ballot uh, fraud wherever it occurs. Ballot harvesting is illegal in Georgia, and we will prosecute it. Hmm, man, that's so weird. Gosh, that's just so weird. So I, I heard him say a couple hundred people managed to harvest. That means pick up thousands of ballots and drop them off. And did you hear what he said? In the middle of the night. That's so That's so odd. And I just want to give you a heads up how this actually works in real life because people use a lot of words like ballot harvesting and they don't explain themselves at all. They just assume everyone's some nerd politico who knows what they're talking about. Ballot harvesting works like this. This is one of the ways it works. Let's say you have a big uh, nursing home, big old people's home, right? Well, they'll deliver, just mail, sometimes even unsolicited, they'll just mail a ballot to a bunch of nursing homes. And sometimes, sometimes those ballots don't get delivered to the older folks in the homes. Sometimes they do, and they just kind of get tossed to the side, not that interested in it. But someone will show up on election day 
and he'll gather up those ballots. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't worry, Flossie. It doesn't matter that it's filled out. No, 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 no. Just give me your ballot. Give me the envelope that took with it. We're just collecting them all. No big deal. You know, but just a brief side note. There's nobody worse on this planet than somebody who takes advantage of someone getting up there in years. So you're not quite the, 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 the stories I hear about some grandma falling for an email scam or something like that. That, that makes me as murderous as anything else. I, I, I would, I would actually happily kill those people. And I really do mean that I, I would, that's, I, I believe that all the way you take advantage of a little old lady. You deserve to die. I, that, that is a fact. Anyway, back to what I was saying, you get vulnerable when you get older, maybe you're cognitively not doing gra- that great. And people come and they start snapping them up. Now they don't do this in one place. They have a bunch of there are a bunch of them, right? I mean, there's a bunch of them everywhere. And you just go start stopping in and collecting ballots. Up, oh, you have your ballot. Oh, let me grab that ballot from you. And you don't have to wait till the middle of the night. You go do this during the day, and you have them gathered in your hands. And then let's just say, and this is purely a hypothetical. Let's say. You're looking at some election results at 9, 10 o'clock at night. And let's say for the sake of argument, again, hypothetical here. What if what if Donald Trump's up by 1,000 votes in your precinct? And you're looking at the numbers and you're counting the ballots you have. And what if you have two or 3,000 ballots that are not filled out yet? Well, I mean, that's a problem you can take care of pretty easily, isn't it? And what I just told you there has obviously always been billed as some crazy internet conspiracy theory. Talk to anybody who's ever worked at an election, especially in one of the big cities, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago. Talk to anyone who's worked an election at any one of these cities. They will tell you every single word I just said is verbatim a fact. And if anything, I undersold what goes on. There are stories out there of Republican neighborhoods Snow plows in Chicago, snow plowing in the snow in front of their homes so they can't back out of their driveways on election day. Cheating in elections is something Democrats have done since the dawn of man. And now we're supposed to act like it's, well, don't be some wingnut. No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. 877-377-4373. I'll take some calls tonight. Richard in Oklahoma. Go ahead, Dick. Yes. And don't call me Dick. My name is Rick. Except <laughs> for five, bro. Except for five, boss. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Bureaucrats. Bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. and around the nation. That is how the politicians and they are lining their pockets with our money. They pass laws or regulations for safety of public, starting with safety belts and cars. Now it's in all construction. Why do you have to wear a safety belt, a safety vest, to work construction? Eliminate the bureaucracy starting with the Justice Department. I'm with you, Rick. I'm with you. Let's get them. Let's get Look, look. What, Chris? I'm sorry. Uh, maybe you are. Maybe you're pro-safety vest, Chris. Well, Rick and I aren't. So sorry. 
If you'd like to call on the show tonight, 877-377-4373, we can talk safety vests, or you can email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Mr. Kelly, decades ago, the U.S. government gave most favored nation status to communist China. It is long past time to revoke this. If there's such a thing as least favored nation status, China should get it. Oh, boy. You know what? We should probably unpack this. You know, we are going to take a minute. We're going to unpack this. We do have to make fun of Eric Swalwell. Of course, Eric Swalwell just got busted. No, I don't mean busted farting on TV again. No, I haven't forgotten about that. Chris, let's make sure we have the farting audio ready when we get back. He didn't get busted farting on TV. No, he didn't get busted swimming in the Yangtze River with a Chinese spy once again. No, this time Eric Swalwell got busted in Florida. Busted in Florida. Hmm. Which is so weird. He's one of these super big lockdown guys, and there he is in Florida with no mask whatsoever. Oh, that's so weird. Why does that keep happening? We'll talk about that, and we'll go back to your phone calls, and we'll talk about China in just a second. But first, you know the original MyPillow was $69.98, and I paid it. Remember, I've had a MyPillow long before I even started doing radio because it fixed my wife's neck problems. My wife was in the gymnastics for so long, her neck is just a mess. She gets to the point she can't even turn her head. Well, she used to. Until we got her on my pillow. It is the greatest pillow ever. I know you've heard that from a thousand people. That's because it's true. And it was $69.98. For a limited time only right now, for my listeners, it's $19.98. You got to go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, and you can get the original for $19.98. Mypillow.com, promo code JESSE. Or call 800-845-0544. Just use the code JESSE. Enjoy the greatest pillow ever. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, this show is so much fun. I love the shows where there's no... Well, where the media is trying to get you to talk about something and we don't do it. I love those shows. One, Chris, I think we do need to address Eric Swalwell. And if you don't mind, before we get to this new revelation about him, I do think we should play his greatest hits from the news. The president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. (laughs) Hey, Eric, no judgment here, buddy. I enjoy a good chili dog from time to time myself, my friend. Sometimes, hey, sometimes it's not asking permission, pal. Sometimes it's just coming. So respect for you for letting her fly on TV. But the new headline is this. Eric Swalwell goes maskless in Florida. After slamming Republicans. Hmm. You see, he's repeatedly out there blasting away at Republicans for not wearing their masks and being unsafe. And we need more mandates and all these other things. And then you can see the pictures. You know what, Chris? Make sure they go up on our Instagram and uh, Twitter page. The show has an Instagram page, at Jesse Kelly Show. And it has a Twitter page, too, at Jesse Kelly Show. No big deal. We came up with that name ourselves. But it has, it has one. Make sure you put this up so people can find it. He's pictured. He's talking to some Congolese queen, which surely we could send better representatives to the royalty from the Congo than Eric Swalwell. But be that as it may, he's sitting there in Florida 
No mask on. Oh, and he's within six feet too. No mask on at all. But remember what we talked about a thousand times. You already know what I'm going to say by now. Remember what we've talked about a thousand times. Does that mean Eric Swalwell is a hypocrite? Well, I mean, yeah, kind of, but no, that's not the lesson you should take from it. If I'm sitting on my couch looking at the front lawn and you come downstairs and you say, Jesse, what are you looking at? And I say, man, don't you dare go out to that front lawn. There are landmines all over it. And if you go out on that front lawn, you're going to die. And then you come down a little while later and I'm out there walking around the front lawn, dancing on the front lawn. Would you say to yourself, I'm a hypocrite? Or would you say, Jesse was lying about the landmines? Remember how much we've been lied to. Remember, remember this cut. We played this earlier in the show. Remember this cut from New York Governor Kathy Hochul coming out and, wow, finally being honest about things. When we're looking at the hospitalizations of people testing positive in a hospital, is that person in the hospital because of COVID or did they show up there and are routinely tested and showing positive and they may have been asymptomatic or even just had the sniffles? Someone is in a car accident. They go to the emergency room. They test positive for COVID while they're there. Now, someone's conditions can worsen while they're in the hospital. I'm not saying that won't happen, but we don't have clear data right now that's anecdotal. Beginning tomorrow, we're going to be asking all hospitals to break out for us. How many people are being hospitalized because of COVID symptoms? How many people are happen to be testing positive just while they're in there for other treatments? So that's, I think that's important. I think I just want to always be honest with New Yorkers about how bad this is. Wow, that's so funny now. You see, if you go ask, if you were to go right now, and I don't want you to do this, I don't want you to get beat up or yelled at or something, but if you were to go talk to 10 random people in the mall, Chris, do people still go to the mall, right? People go to the mall, well, whatever. If, they, if you still go to the mall, go ask 10 random people how many Americans have died from coronavirus. How many Americans have died from coronavirus? And you know what almost every single person will say? Maybe you're saying it right now. 800,000, over 800,000. Um, you know, even according to the CDC, that's not true. About 70,000. Yeah, that's right. About 70,000. Oh, 800,000 people have died with coronavirus. Don't get me wrong. 800,000 Americans have not died from coronavirus. You see the lies, build on the lies, build on the lies. And remember, they stacked those bodies up on purpose. They wanted to make sure Donald Trump had as high of a body count as humanly possible heading into re-election so he couldn't win. The problem is now that's the standard everyone's been using and the body count got higher under Joe Biden with a vaccine, which no one's been able to properly explain that to me. But anyway, we're not going to go into the details right now. Weird how that works, right? Isn't that funny? All right, before we get to China, I'll take some calls. 877-377-4373. Spencer in Texas, go. Okay, Hillary will be president in six months. Let me explain. The scumbag gazillionaires like Gates and Soros lead the party, and uh, Biden and Harris are killing the midterms. They are looking at the abyss. So they want to get them both out so they've got a chance at the midterms. So they go to Harris and they say, here's the quarter billion dollars. And if you don't take the money, we'll make sure that you lose in 24. So either take the money now and go or get nothing in 24. So she'll take it 
Then they will install Hillary. That will be her last vote as vice president, break the tie. Then they'll go to uh, Dr. Jill, and they'll offer them more. I don't know, a billion. That's a pocket change to these people for a president. And then uh, she'll be president. They'll move her up. All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen, that's I'm not going to shoot that down because, well, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'm not going to shoot it down at all because I could see it happening. It's not outside of the realm of possibility, but just walk with me here for a second, everybody, because I'm sure a bunch of people are nodding along. Oh, I could see that. I could see that because he's, he's right about a couple major things for sure. One, Democrats are staring at the abyss electorally for the midterm. So that he's right about that. He's also right that the Jeff Bezos... Bill Gates, George Soros, Mark Zuckerberg, these billionaire types, they're really the head of the Democratic Party. He's right about that, too. Okay, so he's right on all these things. But here's where here's where Spencer and I disagree. I don't want to say he's wrong, because let's be honest, Hillary might just kill everyone and become president. Not quit. We can make jokes, Chris. But no, here's why I think he's wrong. Oh, man, this is going to be too down. I don't want to be too dark. But I, look, I've got to give it to you right between the eyes. Here's, here's where I think he's wrong. Why would Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or George Soros or or any of these people, why would they even bother in a massive bribery scheme to get Biden out and get Harris out? And you can say to me, well, Jesse, they don't want Republicans to win in the midterms. And I would say back to you, yeah, they don't want Republicans to win in the midterms. But they don't care that much because this is how this works. Remember, let, let's, take, let's take a step back because we're adults. Let's take a step back and look at what the history of the United States is for the last hundred years. Government growth. Slow, steady government growth. Sometimes it's faster. Sometimes someone will slow it down a little, but it's steady government growth. It has never shrunk in the last hundred years. Government has just grown grown more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. Why is that? Well, it's because there's not actually a party out there, or at least there hasn't been, who's who's interested in reversing things. Oh, Democrats will run on stopping things. We're going to stop this. We're going to stop that. Okay, good. Thanks for stopping them. What ground are you going to take back? Have you heard a single Republican in the United States of America even bring up the ground they're going to take back? And no, I don't mean we're going to arrest Hillary and drain the swamp. I'm talking gaining ground back for the things you care about and things I care about. Have you heard one Republican talk about it? No, you haven't. Because they don't even think about it. Because we've been a defensive party, a defensive mindset for my entire life, for your entire life too. Now, that's a long way of me saying to come back to his point. Why does Bill Gates care if Democrats take a beating in the midterms? He has two years of nothing but gains for the things he wants already. Okay, those gains will have to slow down for for two to four years when Republicans take over. Maybe it's even eight years the gains will slow down. Even then, the gains won't stop. They won't stop. He'll still be making gains, just not quite as quickly. And then he knows at some point in time after the useless Republicans don't gain back any ground again, 
Once again, the communists will take full power and he'll be full steam ahead. He doesn't care. These mega powerful billionaires, they don't want Republicans to take over, but it's not the end of the world for them. Mark Zuckerberg will still be on some yacht with the Swedish bikini team or whatever he does in his spare time, eating fillets and caviar. His life doesn't change one tiny bit because Republicans aren't even trying to threaten him. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. We heard four years of great talk about big tech. Did anyone actually do anything about it? They didn't do a thing about it. And then big tech mobilized to make sure Donald Trump lost the election. Those guys don't care if Republicans win because Republicans are useless. That's why we need stronger people in this country. We need stronger people elected. We need a stronger citizenship. Honestly, when I talk to you about chalk, I mean it. I talked to these guys for a long time. And I'm telling you, this is an American-made company, U.S. manufacturing. And the thing they're most interested in right now is building a country of strong men again. I love that it's natural herbal supplements, and I love that they have two. I take them every single day, and they make men stronger, making your testosterone levels rise. I take Chalk Daily and Chalk's Tongcat 100, but allow me to just say they have a ton of great products on their website for men and women, natural herbal supplements. And right now, if you go to chalk.com, that's C-H-O-Q.com, and use the code JESSE, you get 50% off. That's 5-0% off. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. That sucks. We didn't even get to that part of the song that's about you, Chris. <laughs> starts talking about being a loser. That's the part I was talking about. <laughs> All right. Do you remember? Do you remember when Fauci said this? We played this for you a little bit last night. But you remember when Fauci said this? Because we're going to talk a little bit about China. Let's go a little creepy here. Remember when Fauci went here? The president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> Chris, that's not the cut I called for. We already played Swalwell farting. Will you play Fauci, please? We had a collaboration with some Chinese com- uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Whoops. <laughs> the guy wrote the email. I never did get to it. Mr. Kelly, decades ago, the U.S. federal government gave most favored nation status to China. It's past time to revoke it. Have we thought about this? Have we unpacked this just yet? How many years did you spend of your life? It's going to be an age thing because I caught the back end of this. How many years of your life did you spend talking about the communist Soviet Union, focusing on the communist Soviet Union, the commies, commies, commies? Because, again, I was a kid. I caught the back end of it. And even I remember clearly when I was a kid, better dead than red, those dirty commies. You know, I didn't grow up in a political household. And my, my dad would talk about it. The dirty commies, the Soviet Union, it dominated American foreign policy from right after World War II to 90, right? To 1990. Are we prepared now to finally admit the communist Chinese right now pose a much greater threat to America than the communist Soviet Union ever did? 
I mean, do we understand the the situation we're in here? And you could say, well, they had they had nuclear weapons. Do you have any idea how many nuclear weapons China has? Not only does China have nuclear weapons, it's China's level of influence within our borders that is staggering. Staggering. Let's remember, it goes all the way up to President of the United States of America. President of the United States of America. There is not a tiny bit. There's a lot of evidence the president himself is influenced by communist China. We have documentation about his son and then emails about his son talking about his dad getting kickbacks. And we have a corroborating witness, Tony Bobolinsky, who went on the record and on the news saying that's Joe Biden he's talking about. And the laptop was verified. That's actually not even the worst part of it. Our enemy, the communist Chinese, they make your movies. Or at least they edit them. You know we have that. You know what? Chris, remind me. I'm going to try to get uh, David Ng on again tomorrow. David Ng, I forget who he's with. I think it's with Breitbart. He uh, does entertainment work. He does uh, the stuff for the right, but he covers entertainment. He's outstanding to talk about this. Remind me, we'll get him on tomorrow if we can. or uh, If we're booked, we'll get him next week. But he, he will tell you when he comes on the show. And I'll make sure I tell you. I'll give you a heads up when he comes on the show. He will come on and he'll tell you. The Chinese will, they'll screen movies. Hollywood will put out a new blockbuster. And the communist Chinese party will screen the movie and pick up the film. Boop, boop, boop. I do my own sound effects. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, uh, whatever your name is, Mr. Producer. Yeah, we didn't like that scene. We didn't like that scene at all. Uh, Go ahead and take that scene out of your movie now. And you know what the producer says almost every time in America? Okay, we'll do. You remember John Cena? That wrestler turned actor? He had that new, I don't know, Fast and the Furious 90 or how many they've been. He was in it and it was coming out. And he, the the mortal sin he made was saying the word Taiwan, acknowledging the existence of Taiwan. One phone call and John Cena's putting out, I think it was on Instagram, he was putting out this little video. Look, you may not speak Mandarin, but I do, so I just wanted to translate. What, Chris? All right, no, I don't. I just wanted to play it for effect. (laughs) But in case, if, if you'd like an online translation, there is one with subtitles out there of him I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, groveling before the Chinese. They make your movies. But okay, set the movies aside. They educate your kids. And I don't just mean, you know, the the secondhand communism. You know, this communist professor taught this one, who now teaches this one, who now teaches your kids. Go look at the news. Oh, I know it gets buried. I know it's not as important as the dangerous insurrection a year ago. But we have Chinese spy after Chinese spy after Chinese spy caught in America. People who your children sit in front of and they learn. That's real. This is not conspiracy theory stuff. This stuff happens right now. There's something called the Confucius Institute. Where is little Aiden going to college? Do they have a Confucius Institute? You might want to look into it because there's a lot of them. It's communist Chinese propaganda. 
We are in so much more trouble now with this enemy than we ever were with the Soviets. They make your movies. They teach your children. Oh, one last thing. Boy, you don't think this is important at all, do you? They bring you the news. Go do a little deep dive into it. Maybe I'll do one for you. Maybe I'll try to dig some of this up for tomorrow. Go dig into the gigantic news publications out there in part funded by the communist Chinese. It's everywhere. LA Times. Oh, there's a gigantic ones you would know about. So let me see. Our mortal enemy that has said they're very open about the fact they want to knock us off the top. They want to dominate the world. Well, they make our movies. They teach our children. They bring us the news. And they have the ear of the president of the United States of America. I know that was a little dark, a little doomsday. I'm going to get back to some calls. 877-377-4373. I'll read some emails here. But let's just acknowledge what we're facing here. We are facing a committed enemy that is attacking us on multiple fronts. I mean, we've had two years of COVID, 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 COVID. Once in a while, you'll hear someone mention, ah, you know, this came from China, right? And it kind of looks like they spread it on purpose. Does anyone, anyone want to talk about that? Yeah, we got problems. We got problems. 877-377-4373. I'll get to some more calls. I'll get to some emails. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Oh gosh. I just got the I, I just got the text during the break. The text. Now, Chris, it's fine. It, it's the wife. Yeah, the, look. I get a lot of this, okay? I get a lot of it. And it's understandable. Wives like to hang out with neighbors. Right? Wives, I think this is more I realize it's more of an introvert, extrovert thing or whatever the case may be. Women seem to like that more than men. I want to go to the neighborhood party. I want to go to this. I want to go to that. Whereas most of the dudes I know, when they get off work, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and call it a day. You know me. I'll be, I'm, I'm geeking out on a Korean war book as we speak right now. It's outstanding. I'm not telling you what it is yet because actually I think I'm going to get the author on the show, which I'm a big deal, Chris. I can get author. So, no, but I am. I'm going to try to get him on the show. But anyway, I just got the text from the wife. Hey, so what are we doing later? Uh, later? There's no later. I'm going to read a book for 45 minutes and go to bed. And I know what this is leading up to. This is leading up to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so are getting together tonight. I don't want to get together with anybody tonight. I don't have any desire to get together with anybody tonight. I want to go home and I want to do nothing for about 30 minutes and I want to go to sleep. But it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen, Chris. I know it is. And now... Now I'm playing that Russian roulette game that every guy plays. You see, I have the text. I haven't responded. Do you ignore the text? That's it. No, you shake your head, Chris. That's obviously not ideal. You don't want to ignore. I don't have a good response either, because especially because it's by text. I'm doing the show. I, I, I just say no. Then you never know if she's sitting there stewing. Then my food doesn't get warmed up. Look, it's look. I'm basically it's life or death here. All right, it's life or death here. It is, Chris. 
It's a, you know what? Maybe we should call her right now live on the air and work things out. <laughs> I'm sure she'd be cool with that. <laughs> uh, 877-377-4373. How much fun is this show? Luis in Denver, go. Hey, Jesse. Um, great. Thank you for telling me a uh, story about your RV. I, I'm going to tell it to my kids. That's a great story about taking personal responsibility. Fellow Marine here. Is a professor? Yeah. Hey, um, you, you know how they're always talking about, and I even heard you mention it, that, that government spending causes inflation. Would you say that's an accurate statement? Uh, yes and no. I would say government spending, more monetary policy than government spending because the Fed prints money. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Well, well, to, okay, that's one of the biggest falsehoods put out because, look, right now the U.S. GDP, de- I mean debt to GDP ratio is 126%. You know, we owe 126% more than our GDP. You know, we're Japan. Okay, and you can Google this. Japan's right now, I just Googled it, is 266%. And if you look at their inflation for the past 20 years, it's been barely above 0%. Now, how is that? You know, they've got a debt that's over um, almost twice, over twice that ours is, but yet they have no inflation. Because what causes fundamentally what causes government inflation is, I mean, inflation is government policy. And a good example is like canceling that XL pipeline. And, you know, when Reagan was uh, president, you know, he had Volcker raising up the rates, raising up the interest rates, raising up the rates. Everybody says that's what killed inflation. No, it didn't. It was when Reagan finally just liberalized the economy and got, and got out, got government out of the way. So that's one of the biggest lies that politicians of all stripes tell. Because- I actually think both are right. I mean, look, there's no question. You print unbacked currency, you get inflation. There's, there's just no question about it. But he's not wrong about some of that stuff. I mean, it, it is government policy. If you just get government out of the way, the inflation would even itself out. Eli in Jersey, go. Hey, Jesse, how are you? Go ahead, boss. Yeah, so um, about the uh, China thing you were talking about, so I just read a phenomenal book about uh, Mao, and it kind of opened my eyes to the whole China business. Um, if you read his, it's like a 500-page book, and they kind of like interviewed like everyone who was part of his regime. They're, they're megalomaniacs. They have no problem taking over the world. Actually, he, um, in the book, they write that he said that he would, he would sacrifice half his people to get a, an atom bomb. He sacrificed 22 million people. And they have no problem blowing up the world. Russia, at least, they're worried about it. And they, they run their party still based on, you know, kind of with the same it's the same communist party running right now. So they're a lot scarier than Russia. He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Look, look, this is the thing. Uh, I hate to keep touting it because it's not even mine. It's not like, look, it's not like uh, I, I get paid if you download his podcast. But that Martyr Made podcast Daryl Cooper did. You know what? Remind me, Chris. Like we got to get Daryl Cooper back on, too. The one he did. He has a great podcast, a bunch of different subjects. But he did one called The Anti-Humans about communist atrocities. And I want to stress this again. This is not for children. Not for children. It's brutal. It's a brutal listen. I don't know that I'll listen to it again for a while. It's that bad. And you know what a cold-hearted jerk I am. Anti-humans is the best way to describe these people. I have, look, you know what a history geek I am. 
uh, Genghis Khan, I mean, ancient times, biblical times, you know what? I geek out on this stuff. I have never seen anything like communism in my life. There is no regard for human life. And not the, what's the craziest thing about it is not just foreign lives. I mean, you could easily point to, well, Jesse, look at Genghis Khan. He slaughtered 40 million people. Yeah, but they weren't Mongols. It would be like Genghis Khan starting this huge Mongolian empire and then slaughtering, slaughtering 40 million of his own on purpose. They slaughter their own people. That's what makes them so scary. And when it comes to China, there's so daggone many of them. There's over a billion of them. And their leader, Xi Jinping, remember who Xi Jinping is, right? Are you, don't forget this. Xi Jinping's father was a top, top man for Mao. He was one of the leaders of the revolution when Mao was fighting Chiang Kai-shek and the nationalists trying to decide who would take over China. Xi Jinping's father was a huge part of that. He was one of Mao's top guys. Xi Jinping sees himself as the second coming of Mao. That's what we're dealing with. It is hard to defeat people who don't have any regard for human life. You honestly, you see this here in America. No regard for human life at all. None. It doesn't it doesn't enter their minds. You see this honestly, you see this on the abortion debate all the time. All the time. And I'm not going to dwell on it. And I realize you may not be as hardcore pro-life as I am, but even people who aren't, like people like Chris, Chris isn't even that pro-life. He's creeped out by how in love with it they are. Just no regard for the kid whatsoever. Celebrate my abortion. Oh, I've had 10. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. Okay, there's something wrong with you. It's one thing. There's no judgment here. Remember, I'm the worst person on the planet. You're never going to get me to judge you. It's one thing if you were a young, dumb, scared kid made a bad decision that you regret something like that. Everyone has that. I've done worse things than you in my life. Trust me. If you're out there on social media saying, woohoo, killed another one, was a good day. You are, honestly, the whole time, I, every time I read about communist atrocities or listen to podcasts like that, what I keep coming back to, and this probably isn't right. I probably need to come up with something better. What I keep coming back to is this. These people are missing pieces of themselves that are supposed to be there. You're supposed to have a certain amount of pieces, and there are some pieces that just didn't make it in. Or, or they've been removed. It is that evil. It's why I'm so hardcore anti-communist. It's why I'm so adamant about the fight we're in here. Because the stakes of this game, they're high. They're high stakes. All right. We're going to get to maybe a call or two, and then it's time for headlines I didn't get to. But you know you spend a third of your life in bed. Isn't that wild to think about? You spend a third of your life in bed. Please tell me you don't have a junkie pillow. Everyone knows what the best pillow is out there. My pillow. Everyone knows it. Mike Lindell took all this time and created the best pillow ever. Everyone you talk to who has one tells you the same thing for a reason. They're amazing. Do you know you can get the original My Pillow right now for $19.98? And talk about putting your money where your morals are. We have all this January 6th garbage we've been drowning in all week. Who was the guy who stepped up? And was fighting for you from day one about the election, January 6th, everything. Mike Lindell was at my pillow. 
Maybe a good way to say thanks is to buy the best pillow on earth from MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, and you get the original MyPillow for $19.98. Or you can just call them, 800-845-0544. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on, we're going to get to headlines I didn't get to in just a second. And once again, there are... There are one or two headlines I didn't get to. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, once again, would you play just really quickly the Georgia Secretary of State? Because this is so odd. I've been told repeatedly that it was the what, – what is that? What is that? Uh, let me see. Uh, starts with an S. The safest election ever. That's what I was told. Under Georgia law, it is illegal for any third party to pick up and drop off ballots for voters, which is known as ballot harvesting. So whether these are legitimate ballots is not the question, because regardless, you can't do it. And I've looked at some right. of these reports here. You received is credible information that at least 242 people made some 5,662 ballot drop-offs during the Georgia Senate runoff elections. Now, many of those drops I read took place in the middle of the night. So talk us through this. What evidence do you have? Well, when ballot harvesting when I took office in 2019, and now credible evidence was given to us that uh, people were harvesting ballots. Ballot drop boxes were previously allowed under Georgia law, and we put some guardrails on that. One of that was having 24-7 surveillance during the pandemic. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be aware of this. So information was provided to us, and they said there's a, a, a witness, a John Doe, and so we're looking at subpoenaing that person to get the information exactly what did he do what did he do? Who retained him? And get the whole information. So we have some information, and you know we've done a deep dive on the investigation, and we'll be digging into that. We we'll make sure that we can root out, you know, absentee ballot uh, fraud wherever it occurs. Ballot harvesting is illegal in Georgia, and we will prosecute it. Hmm, man, that's so interesting. I was I was told none of that sort of thing happened. Chris, did you see this from CNBC? The 10 items that are going to increase in price in 2022. It's so daggone brutal. Have you called Oxford Gold Group yet? Call Oxford Gold Group. Listen, when I, when I tell you stuff like this, when I point out a, a weapon or something like that, I am never, you have my word, I'm never going to come on here and tell you to do something crazy or drastic. You really need to get some gold delivered to your front door. These people who are running the country are just destroying the dollar every single thing they do. Oxford Gold Group will send gold to your front door. And I know them personally. Just call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take care of you. All right, I sent my own father there. 833-995-GOLD. Nothing drastic. Get some gold delivered to your house so if these people continue to wreck the daggone dollar, we have something we can buy food and ammunition with. Gosh. Oxford Gold Group, 833-995-GOLD, all right? All right, that's enough of that. Chris, I do believe it is time for one of my favorite features. And now... Here's a headline. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. U.S. sets new global daily record of one-plus million virus cases. Why are we still testing? 
That means a bunch of people are testing for a virus they don't have symptoms of. We have word now that hospitals are telling people to stay away because a bunch of people with mild symptoms are trying to check themselves into the hospital. Stop being a hypochondriac. Take some NyQuil and go to sleep. 61% of teenagers hospitalized for COVID-19 had obesity. Here's a reminder. We've known for two years that this virus attacks fat people. That's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Maybe you're too heavy. A lot of people struggle with their weight. Lose weight. There's a deadly virus out there that attacks fat people. If you're fat, let's get some weight off. Just a little cake. You don't have to go down to the CrossFit gym. I did 9,000 pull-ups today. Just go for a walk. Get some sunshine. Get some exercise. Nearly 50% of Americans think one key agency is Biden's personal Gestapo. That's, of course, the FBI. That's, of course, because they are in the next Republican who becomes president. If we are lucky enough to actually have one, we either address that or we are in deep, deep trouble. Signs placed on New York cars in Florida telling woke people to leave. (laughs) In Palm Beach, Florida, someone was putting notes all over the California license plates saying, hey, if you're woke, go back home. Listen to me. If you're planning on bringing your politics from a blue state to a red state, we are in a different era now. People in the red states are going to start getting a lot more protective. So I would not do such a thing. Not enough U-Haul trucks for fleeing Californians in 2021 amid ongoing blue to red flights. Yes, it is happening. This is an ugly separation, but America's national divorce is already in the works. People are leaving the blue and going to red. And when you get to red, remember, don't just build your white picket fence life. You can do that too. Become an activist because the communists are still coming. Another Kamala Harris staffer bolts amid report the VIP office is dysfunctional. You cannot work for somebody who is so wildly ambitious they will do anything to anyone to get ahead. You simply cannot quit, Chris. I actually wasn't even making a joke right there. Someone like that. If you have a boss like that, and everyone's worked for people like that. I mean, Chris does right now. I will knife anybody in the back if it means getting it. No, in all seriousness, if you have somebody who will do something like that to get ahead, you cannot work for that person. You can't work with them. You can't work for them. That type of human being is just, uh, what's that word? Awful. Bill criminalizing fraudulent medical theories on social media introduced... By a New York State Democrat senator, here's your reminder that there is virtually no distinguishable difference between America's Democratic Party and communists. They would, without hesitation, if they were allowed to do so, take you, put handcuffs on you, and throw you in prison at a minimum for saying, hey, I don't feel like people should get vaccinated or something like that. Kamala Harris says America is moving again as I-95 disaster leaves motorists stranded for more than 24 hours. Once again, she is really this bizarre combination of someone who will do anything to get ahead yet can't be bothered to do basic reading so she doesn't come off like an idiot at every single turn. It's wonderful. Abortion providers asked SCOTUS to return Texas abortion law case back to the district court. Isn't it creepy, like we just talked about, how committed some people and groups are in this country to killing unborn children? That's very, very, very creepy. Mayo Clinic to fire 700 employees for not obeying the vaccine mandate. 
And the next headline is about all the shortages in the medical community. Huh. So we're firing all these people, and now we don't have enough people? Man, it's so odd. And isn't it funny? All those doctors and nurses who busted their butts during the height of the pandemic now thrown out like trash because they don't want a vaccine. What garbage. U.S. science teacher arrested for vaccinating a 17-year-old. We talked about this story last night. I'm going to set that one aside. Still a little curious why a 17-year-old boy would be going over to his 54-year-old science teacher woman's house and getting anything injected into his body. That's a little bit odd, wouldn't you say? My show is coming up here in just a few minutes on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a great show tonight. Buckle up. You get to see me and hear me. We're going to have a lot more fun tomorrow. That's all.